Hi everyone and welcome to the Bible Project Podcast. And we've reached episode 77 in our journey through the book of Genesis. We're really just going to close out this chapter 9 and looking at what this curse on Canaan means and what it means for humanity today. And I'd like to finish our time together in this chapter by taking an overview of what this means for us all today. Let me just remind you the basic outline of the story so far. Noah had become a farmer and then he planted a vineyard. But he drinks the wine and gets drunk and becomes uncovered in his tent. Ham sees his father naked and tells his two brothers, but in a mocking way. But the brothers, they take a garment and they walk backwards and cover their father Noah over in a way that, so in a way such that they don't see their father's nakedness. They're, they're respectful of him. Noah wakes up, sees what has happened, hears what has happened, has happened, and curses the family line of Ham, which will be Canaan. Now, we already talked a little bit about nakedness and what it meant back in the story of Adam and Eve. But the idea is essentially that when you're naked, you become aware of your vulnerability. When you're naked, your vulnerabilities are exposed both physically and psychologically. But built into this idea is the fact that we recognize that we are fragile, mortal creatures. To become aware of your nakedness is to become self-conscious, but also perhaps to know your limits and your vulnerabilities. So the question is, what does it mean to see your father naked and respond in such an inappropriate manner like in the story? Ham is seen to be being disrespectful to his father. But another question worth asking is, who does Noah, as a father, represent in the story? Does Noah in the story represent more than just himself, or is he just a man like other men? Remember, we were told earlier that Noah is the father of all men. This is a fresh start, like Adam, but without the fall. We will discover, as we progress through the, the following chapters, that Noah is said to be the father of all nations. So for Ham to see him like that, and then to disrespect him, and in a sense to almost take advantage of his mistake and humiliate him, becomes very significant. But maybe you feel, well, Noah got drunk, and you might say, well, if he'd not sprawled himself out for everyone to see, it's hardly Ham's fault that if he stumbles across him like that. But the issue in the story is about how he reacts to his father's vulnerable moment. Ham's disrespectful actions and attitude transgresses against the spirit of the father and the loss of respect for the father. And when you do that, you really are in trouble. There's an incredible idea being underpinned here, and I think it's also really relevant to the, how we live today. Today, there is an intense criticism directed towards what some people see as the patriarchal aspects of our culture. Now, there's nothing wrong with criticism, but the thing about criticism is the purpose of it is to separate the wheat from the chaff. And in this context, it's maybe reasonable to say the purpose of criticism should be to expect men in particular to behave better in their attitudes towards women. But the purpose of criticism is not to burn everything to the ground. In my estimation, it's perfectly legitimate to say we're going to carefully look at things, look at where we've gone wrong in the past and try and do better in the future. And we're going to keep what's good and we're going to throw out that which was bad. The point of criticism isn't to identify everything as bad. 
It is to separate what is good from what is bad so you can retain and reform and make better in the future. That's what the Reformation tried to do with the church. It didn't say the church is, is doing some things wrong. Let's throw the whole lot out and worship something else. The idea is to get rid of the bad and try and move towards that which is right and proper, to move towards the good. To be disrespectful towards the past means to undermine the very structure that made you. And if you pull out that foundation from beneath yourself, then you obviously have nothing left to stand on. Ham makes this desperate mistake and exposes deliberately the vulnerability of his father. And he does it in a way that shows no respect and thereby judgment must surely follow. Not only will he be a slave, but so will all of his descendants if they follow that same path. The older brothers were willing to give their father the benefit of the doubt in a way. They saw him in a compromising position, but they handled it with respect and they don't try and capitalise on it or undermine him. I think that's what that story means for us today. It teaches us something about respecting our past and respecting and acknowledging our spiritual inheritance. And that is why I believe it's really worth studying these biblical stories, even if you're not a believer, because they're part of the culture that made you. And it seems to me that it's really worthwhile to treat our heritage and our culture with respect and see what we can still glean from it. Not to pull the whole thing down, and so that's how the story of Noah ends. In spite of his mistake, Noah was a pretty decent embodiment of the spirit of the father. Remember, Noah built an ark and got everyone through the flood. He kept his family safe. Yes, he made mistakes along the day, and he made this, this mistake on that one day, but that wasn't enough to justify humiliating him. And you know, I don't think it's pushing the limits of symbolic interpretation to note that the ark represents the church. A safe place that was bequeathed to us by our forefathers. This amazing infrastructure that the Christian community has inhabited and built upon for over 2,000 years of Christian history. The thing that as a society we now be appearing to take for granted. It work, works so well and it does work so well in protecting us. Many people don't even notice it anymore. Today we see the disintegration and the corruption of the political system and the absolute ingratitude that glows along with the benefits of many have the blessing of living in a civilised society. You know, as I said earlier, criticism is fine for things if it's done in the spirit of trying to separate the wheat from the chaff, but it needs to be accompanied by gratitude. And it seems to me that any of us who live in the West, in this Western culture, at this time in our history and in this place, we need to be grateful for what we have. You know, things could be so much worse because for most of human history, things have been so much worse. And that worse has been the norm. So today we should give thanks to our Father, God, and for his Son, and for his Church, and for his Spirit. Thank you.